The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Fat and the Furious returns. Myself, Bully Ray, and the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. Lots on tap. We had some big pay-per-views that happened over the weekend. AEW with Revolution. Uh, Impact Wrestling with Sacrifice. Got a lot to cover, including Moxley and Brian Danielson and a returning or debuting William or Steve, whichever one you want to call him, Regal, making these men shake some hands. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho in a war. Kingston all banged up, his eyes basically falling out of his head. Me and Dreamer give you our takes and opinions on that way. That one also, Impact and Sacrifice, Jonah versus PCO, lots of great matches. We're getting the takes from Dreamer. You're getting your takes and my opinions, my brutal, honest opinions, as you always get, right here in the Fat and Furious edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, I popped pretty big for Regal. I liked what they did with him. I know we got a, a great match to talk about in Moxley versus Danielson, but I'll take the end first. Seeing Regal there, man, it just worked. And the way he went about doing what he did at the end to get the guys to shake hands and, you know, showing what Regal meant to both Danielson and Moxley, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, let, let, let's get your view on this. What did you think of the match? Much like the MJF punk match, did the match live up to the hype and the story that these two were telling anything that you would have done different? Give it to me. Uh, listen, man, both guys have been firing on all cylinders. John Moxley is a great, in my opinion, hybrid pro wrestler. When I say hybrid pro wrestler, he comes from like his character, this, this uh, wild thing, this this uh, wild card, this crazy violent brawler, but the guy is an amazing, amazing wrestler, and he's also in there with a guy who's also known as an amazing wrestler. The two tore it up. They had a great wrestling match, and yes, it lived up to my expectations because you know every time since this story has been told. It's, hey, maybe we should be a tag team. Maybe we should do things like that. The fans want to see it. And then they're like, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to see this. And then we're going to fight. And it, so many twists and turns. And then 
the guy who was very, very influential in helping out both of them is the one who kind of unites them and puts them together. And that soundbite that Andre, the producing giant, played for us was brilliant because right then there told the story. The announcers told the story within those moments of what this man meant, how his reaction is. It was beautifully done in the sense of I'm putting a button on that story, but then there's a new story to unfold. Uh, For wrestling fans who might not know, what is the significance of Regal to Danielson and Moxley? Well, Brian Danielson, uh, I remember uh, with Regal, for the WWE was trying to hire him for the longest time, and Brian wanted to go and have longer matches and tell longer stories. And it really was Regal who said, come here, come to this system, make money because you're a star, and then you will eventually be able to have those matches and got him signed to the WWE. That was a big selling point. Um, I also remember when they were down in, I don't remember, it was a developmental system uh, down in Memphis area. And he was there, Regal was there helping Brian Dan, uh, yes, Brian Danielson. For Moxley, it was obviously in NXT. Then they both came together, you know, in, in the NXT system. So it they have a long Uh, Both guys were mentioned in their books about what Regal helped them become professionals in this business. So it's uh, that is their tie in with with him. And and again, man, this guy has been known as, you know, a, a big he was pretty much for the longest time. Triple H is right hand man down developmental system. He's been known for helping recruit the next generation of stars. He was involved in the training uh, ever since. And he was also the on-air general manager of NXT, did a wonderful job. And now he's going to be doing hopefully a wonderful job in AEW. It's, it's funny. Like when I watched a lot of AEW, I would watch and I was like, man, I actually feel bad for Triple H because these are a lot of the stars that he took from the business, made them bigger stars. He has nothing to do with them anymore. And now they're going to become bigger stars. And it didn't have to be this way. And then I also pictured Vince McMahon being like um, uh, Ted Knight in Caddyshack. Every time like a new guy shows up, like, like, I know Vince won't sell like that, but like, it, it's it's a shame and you know you and I and Dave talk about the black and gold brand and selling out arenas as another brand that brand is gone and dead but all their bigger stars are now bigger stars somewhere else um to quote the godfather to Hyman Roth to Michael Corleone this is the business that we have chosen And I think that means as much in the mafia as it does to pro wrestling, because with it, you have to take the good and you have to take the bad. And sometimes the good is beyond good. And sometimes the bad is absolutely miserable. And I think what you just brought up about uh, Triple H and him having to sit back and watch this kind of stuff for him, I'm sure is a bit um, miserable. You know, Tommy, it's crazy to see 
Danielson's matches in AEW, uh, the level of performer he is, the psychological soundness to the stuff that he does, the fact that we had to wait that long in the WWE, and I'm sure they were being just ultra protective of Brian's uh, health, but man, it, do you think, how would you feel if you, if you had in your tank what Brian Danielson has shown to have in his tank lately, knowing that you weren't able to do that for about three years, despite the fact that you proved yourself medically to be able to go? The frustration shows. Uh, you, you think about it. The guy friggin' main events WrestleMania in a three-way. Uh, it's not the direction WWE wants to go in. You know, obviously it's Roman Reigns, but think of the matches that he had. Think of all that that he was able to have, and they were making it like it's his last run. And now it's like the world is this guy's anything he touches. I mean, he's had that since WWE gets over. And now it's just like, how much, like how much I never, I never thought or knew I wanted to see John Moxley versus Brian Danielson, the match. Now I was like, I never knew I want to see them tag. And now I do. If they tag, you obviously want to see them make a run for the AEW tag team championships those two guys running the shows as they uh, they're kind of wanting to do. I mean, what two better that those are, they're a, a version of the mega powers in, in my opinion. Okay. And if they are the mega powers, who was the more over of the mega powers? Uh, well, they're both on that same level, just like Hogan and uh, Savage. They're both over in that popularity, but Brian Danielson would be the one to get mad about it. Okay. So this might actually be a fun little side question for the nation too, because in your opinion, as a fan, who's the bigger babyface, Mox or Danielson? Are you asking me in the nation? No, you. Right now, Mox. Okay. Overall, you'd give it to Moxley being the bigger babyface than a Brian Danielson. Yep. You know what? And actually thinking of Moxley's character, Moxley could turn on Brian Danielson and make Brian Danielson the biggest babyface <laughs> ever. That and that that is a beautiful thing to be able to have that dynamic where you can flip-flop at any given moment, really keep the people on their toes. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser. And if you love sports the way I do, the people, the passion, then you'll enjoy my podcast, In Conversation, every Thursday. I've drawn from 45 years of covering all sports with people like Billie Jean King and David Duchovny and the merry prankster himself, Bill Walton. I have reached the top of the mountain. I am having a conversation with Leslie Visser. My hero. So please listen and subscribe wherever you Eddie stream Kingston your podcast. Making the demo god, the Ayatollah of Jack and Cola, Chris Jericho, tap out in the opening match. Tommy, I'll never forget the night that me and you argued when I told you you need to be the opening match. And you're like, no, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. And I said, yeah, you're fat. And you said, you're fat too. And then I said, you're crazy. No, you're crazy. Yada, 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 yada. You open up with Detroit Rock City. You close with uh, rock and roll all night. I love the fact that Jericho and Kingston went on first. I, I think Kingston really benefited from that hot crowd and a finish that I don't think many people saw coming. So what did you think of the story, the buildup, and the payoff? I agree with your assessment 1,000%. Here's why. 
Well, like I said, I, I was shocked. It's hard to shock me. And when I saw that, and then, you know, that story, that's, this isn't the end of this story. This is, I feel the beginning of this story and we'll have people I, going into this show on paper, my most interested match, CM Punk versus MJF. Second, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Not because of my relationship, both men, just because they really, too, talked me in to their feud. Um, the main event was going to be the third reason why I wanted to watch this pay-per-view. Anyway, we're specifically talking about Jericho and Kingston. Told a great story and shocked people on that finish. And you were like, what am I going to see? And when you got that buzz right off the bat from this audience, because now we're live on the show, we're not uh, on the pre-show, you're like, whoa, this is going to be different. And Jericho got the great reaction by just walking off. Because then if you also think about what's going to happen with Santana and Ortiz, because now Jericho's not living up to his word. There's a lot of different layers that what's going to go on with this. Is the inner circle done? Who knows what's happening? Uh, another reason why to tune to Dynamite. And everybody, like, these are things you have when you're, when you're, you're watching episodic television. When you're watching, like, everything was leading to a certain point with MJF and Wardlow. I mean, I'm sorry, MJF and, and CM Punk. What are we going to tune in next what's happening with them now that story has moved on but the jericho and kingston story has a whole new layer and give me jericho on the mic give me kingston on the mic and now we have a bigger backstory money print out that money i'd be willing to bet dollars to donuts and me and you can eat a lot of donuts that jericho either requested or politicked that opening spot because I know that I want the Jericho and Kingston story is very similar to the MJF punk story as in it's uh, it's very personal, a bit bloody. I know that I don't want my match anywhere near that other match and vice versa, because it's not good for the wrestling fan. You do want to split those type of matches up and it, on a show like revolution last night, if I know the show is going to be four hours long, there is no way in hell I want to be the last match. Personally, I can't stand waiting around. I'm like a bull in the gate. Like the minute they lock that gate behind me, I'm ready for it to open up and I'm just charging. I love going on first. Last night, I think going on first was an amazing spot. I, the, the reason I brought up the little argument that we had, because we always joke around about it, is on a show like Revolution last night, would you have wanted to be, be in the opening position? I would have loved it. Loved it. Not because it's easiest, but people are going to be into everything. They're going to be able to follow your story. And then once you shock them, pff, can't wait to see you again on Wednesday. That, that's great. I, I have felt that they have hit the gas and then hit the brake on Eddie. Hit the gas, hit the brake. Eddie, to me, is a guy that can be on, I'm not going to say every week, but the majority of the weeks. Eddie just made Chris Jericho tap out. It's a big deal for Eddie Kingston because Jericho talked all this shit about WrestleMania, and Eddie's like, the only reason that you were there is because I wasn't. He takes, 
He takes a WWE future Hall of Famer, megastar in the business, makes him tap. Awesome. What's next for Eddie Kingston? It, that's the biggest match of Eddie Kingston's career because he finally did. He won the big one. This is what Jericho was telling him. And, and listen, man, the moment I hear Judas rocking in, uh, in AEW arena, I watch just because I love that energy. Um, and then once Jericho grabs that microphone, you know it, I know it, it's going to be gold. He's going to tell that story, like almost like, hey, basically the one who helped you get there, Eddie. I mean, he told the story. I, I look, th there's been no bigger supporter of Eddie Kingston than myself. You know, the guy grew up in the same hometown as me, Eddie Kingston. I, you know, I've used him on all my shows. I was trying to help him get into uh, Impact Wrestling. He did good business for himself in Impact Wrestling. He never could catch that break. He finally caught that break last night and not being a, a part of getting a job in AEW. He earned it with his thing with Cody. He's a hardworking guy and the fans love him. He's a mixture of a Tommy Dreamer meets Sandman. Like you could just see him how he is, hanging out, smoking, drinking, hanging out at the bar, just being Eddie. Um, the reason why I don't want to say push and go, he's very, very reliable. You know, you're going to get the people into him. He's been a better storyteller than when he was on the indies. This is always oh, great on the mic. Always oh, super intense. This is the best version of Eddie Kingston we have seen because he has this platform as well. Uh, I mean, he was recently taken out because he broke his orbital bone. And that's why they had to take him away because he got injured. But there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You were a very similar baby face to what Eddie Kingston is, uh, that that underdog uh, beaten drag through the mud every single time they saw you kind of baby face who always fought from underneath. You had the benefit of having heel after heel fed to you. You had Raven your whole life. You had the Brian Lees. You had the you had the situation with Laura and Cornette. You always had Uber heels with pretty massive heat fed to you. You also had the underlying story that lasts for two years. You had you, you and the Sandman always had the Dudleys. You had the benefits of heels. Last week, I had the benefit of doing uh, the Broken Skull sessions on with Austin. And Steve asked me about my uh, opinion on heels. And I looked at him and I said, what would you have done without Vince McMahon? How far along would you have gotten without Vince McMahon? And, you know, he, he, was, he was honest about his answer. And I encourage everybody to tune into the, you know, that episode of the Broken Skull Sessions when it finally does air on Peacock and check it out. A guy like Eddie, who's much like you, these beloved baby faces who can talk on the stick, who can tell great stories, who really don't have to ever wrestle. All they have to do is fight. You just beat Chris Jericho. If you had the pencil in your hand, which you often do, is there a heel in AEW that you have Eddie Kingston lined up for? Here's the best part about I don't know that answer. Obviously, MJF. MJF uh, and him, Battle of the Mics, would really, really work. Uh, he's had some really good performances, and he's another guy that goes out there and on pay-per-view where you say – he doesn't have a lot of matches usually on Dynamite or a lot of matches on Rampage, but he's becoming a pay-per-view guy where he's because it's almost like I want to pay to see this guy. Mm, yes. When, but that's the ability to talk as well as do it in the ring. Yeah, like I'm here down in Louisville. I drove past the old Louisville Gardens. You didn't see a lot of the guys get in the ring and there was brawls, there was fights. If I'm talking about uh, Memphis television. Jerry Lawler didn't wrestle a lot on television. Why? Because you paid to see him heel or babyface, kick ass or get his ass kicked on at the Louisville Gardens every whatever night they were here in Nashville, in Memphis. That's that's good wrestling business, and they're doing good business wrestling business. But Eddie Kingston is one of those guys, just like a Chris Jericho, that you're getting. Uh, and and think of this. I always say. You'll get better with reps and then the quality of opponent. You and I have both been in the ring with Jericho. Jericho is frigging great. And Jericho on the mic, there's few that can, he's, he's so quick minded. And those two guys going back and forth, I can't wait to see where this angle goes. And just like I was willing to lay down my money for punk and MJF, if this continues and I'm already thinking where you said who would be his opponent, where like a heel, a heel Chris Jericho 
because Chris Jericho isn't hasn't been a heel yet. Big, I mean, he did, he was, but like real heel Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston, I go non-sanctioned barbed wire match in uh, AEW. I no don't. I hear what you're saying about Jericho as a heel. I've gone on record to say that I don't believe Jericho is a heel. Jericho is too big of a star to be uh, a heel in AEW. People will always love him. You don't You don't just go from the entire arena to singing your song to not, unless you strip it all away. And Chris Jericho is uh, in... Um, uh, he's very knowledgeable when it comes to being perceived as a star at all times. I think before we came on today, you did you say that you thought Jericho and Kingston was your favorite match because you felt it was even a little bit more physical than Punk and MJF? Uh, <clears throat> different style physical, more of a, a Japanese physical and more of a Japanese telling the story. And even Andre was just like, yeah, uh, Kingston's eye was all blown up because of constant jabs to the eye and you know it, it again is telling the story of the broken orbital bone and that's a weakness and, and what real fighters will go after is a weakness well old school wrestling like you would tell somebody hey man how you feel i feel great you're not going to tell them oh man my knee hurts my it's because god forbid a shoot breaks out you're not going to tell the guy what your weakness is so it, it's I enjoyed the physicality, I enjoyed the story, and then the story afterwards is what really, really hooked me as well. Inside the Green Room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Ben Simmons refused to be your teammate. On March 10th, he can potentially return to Wells Fargo Center as a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Are you shaking hands? It all depends on how that game goes, how he interacts in that game. I highly doubt he plays in that game. And if he does, I highly doubt he wants to shake hands before or after that game. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. Got to show some love to Impact and the pay-per-view that they had on Saturday. Sacrifice, Tasha Steeles, your new Impact Women's Champion, defeating Mickey James. Tommy, tell us about the entire show. Tell us your take on it. Uh, I, I got some opinions, too. Do you think Tasha beating Mickey James can be called an upset? I feel Tasha has been firing on all cylinders for a long, long time. And Mickey, listen, before that match, Deanna Perrazzo versus Chelsea Green, Chelsea Green injured her wrist again. Uh, I had thought she had did it on a dive. Uh, she had posted it on social media. She has a ongoing wrist injury, which pretty much cost her her debut, cost her in, in WWE, and then eventually cost her her job. Uh, Mickey came out. I don't think Mickey's eyes were on the prize. Um, Why? Because she was tending to her friend uh, Chelsea Green on the floor. And then here came Tasha Steeles. Uh, but Tasha has been hungry. And if I go back to Rocky, it really did remind me of where Mickey is dying. Uh, Mickey, Rocky's trainer, not Mickey James. And Rocky still has to go out there and face Clubber Lang. Tasha has been wanting this, earning it, you know, winning the first ever uh, women's ultimate X. 
and she's got a chip on her shoulder. I don't know if Mickey and she's been saying like, you know, Mickey James has been soft. Mickey James, you know, has been taking her seriously. Mickey has beaten her before, but she lost uh, on Saturday. And we have a new champion, uh, Chelsea Green, just for a lot of people updating because she was there. Don't know. She's not going to have uh, surgery. She's just going to try to rehab it. And I feel bad because, you know, when you have a nagging injury, uh, long story short with her, she had this plate in her arm for a long time that wasn't supposed to be there. And then that's when she came back to WWE. It broke again. And then eventually she was gone. So uh, she never got to have that moment in the WWE. Now she's having it uh, in impact as well as in on the indies. Show overall was due, like I said, it was, it was a really, really positive show, like going into it saying, hey, we got to get more chairs. That's a great thing. Hey, we have close to 900 paid. Like, this is awesome. And they were Impact fans. And a lot of people who watch Impact Wrestling are knowing the storylines. And now that, you know, the world is opening up a little bit more, you're seeing more and more fans come to impact and a lot of the performers are talking because everybody's getting tv time everybody has a little story it's it's and i love it because it's it's like the best kept secret and when i say the best kept secret not everybody gets access television but we all watch our impact wrestling different ways um three titles changed hand that night we also saw when when we talk about alex shelley showed back up and took on jay white which they have a history together where Alex actually live, let Jay White live with him. And then like, you know, Jay White, when we had him on the show, he was like kind of like Alex Shelley's young boy. There was a, a big personal history and they had this great wrestling match. <laughs> you, I love PCO. He's perhaps one of my favorite performers. And Jonah versus PCO dude was so, so good. And there's just a lot of like good, positive, dude, I loved it so much. Like I literally sat back there and, you know, yes, I'm involved in it. And I'm like, man, what a great show. And I was so happy for everybody. And like for the first time in a long time, I was like, I'm, I'm happy I'm not on a show because I was just like, I don't know if I could deliver the way the men and women are delivering out there. And yes, it would be a different story if I was. I'm not going to come back until I'm in better shape. But I just sat back and I, I literally had one of the best seats. And just like everybody taking advice from, you know, producers uh, or, you know, veterans that are back there and then going out there and performing, it, it, it was awesome. And then you have, you know, someone like PCO who's older than me. And and dude took a tombstone on the steps. And what else did he take? A power bomb on the steps. Did it like, does a dive from the top. Jonah, he does a dive on the top, like a, a senton where the guy's on the apron. And I'm like, how was, he can't die. He literally can't die. And Jonah, like a guy who was beloved, another person beloved in another system and like puts on these amazing performances for, I'm literally watching it. And I said, if this was, if I just closed my eyes and opened them quick, I feel like I'm watching the Quebecer versus Bam Bam Bigelow and just going out there and working. I'm like, what friggin' year is this? 
And then I could watch this great, awesome Alex Shelley versus Jay White or the women uh, just going out there and crushing it. Or even like Tasha Steeles versus Mickey James. Those are generational matches. Mickey James is 42 years old and hasn't missed a step. She looks better than ever, uh, even though she lost the match, but she's hanging with a much younger woman and tearing it up in the ring. And this is why I am not an ageist when it comes to wrestling. I hate the age thing. Like, oh, you're 40 or you're 50 or this or that. Listen, you know, some things get finer with age, and I think it happens with wrestlers also. You learn how to work smart. You learn how to make the most of everything. You just brought up Mickey at 42. Mickey looks the part just like any of these, you know, younger you know, females do. And she's a far superior worker because she's been around longer and she understands it. So yeah, when it comes to age, look at what Jericho's doing. Sting's still throwing himself around at 62. Like he's, you know, like, like he was 26 again, PCO, you know, he's a madman. little side story about PCO Tommy. I don't know if I ever told you this only happened a couple of weeks ago. You know, Carl is older than me and you. He's been wrestling longer than me and you. And you, you know how we are about the respect of pro wrestling. And I'm I'm a stickler for respect in this industry in all ways, shapes, and form. If uh, I remember I was I was benching one time and I only got to my fourth or fifth rep and I saw Haku walk in the door, I racked my weights to go say hello to Haku. I didn't even finish my set just because of the respect of the industry I was taught. I got a message from PCO the other day. He's like, Bubba, do you mind if I use the Bubba bomb and I want to rename it and call it this? And I was like, I was like, Carl, of course, thank you so much for the fact that a man who's older than us, been in this business longer than us would actually have the respect to say, can I borrow your move? I, I wish there was more of that level in the wrestling business. And then you watch him go out there. You see the respect as a gentleman he has, and then you see what he's willing to do as a pro and just put his body on the line night after night. And listen, that's what got PCO back into the dance. That's what he has to do. And in his, in his situation, it's probably better to burn out than fade away because eventually you're not going to be able to do this stuff anymore, but it's always a pleasure to see him. And it sounds like the entire locker room worked their asses off and sacrifice was a successful show. Yeah, uh, listen, man, I, I get a lot of feedback. I get feedback even on this show. Andre, he will like randomly text me like, I'm so excited for this show. And, and again, like I think of like being a wrestling fan. I loved Izzy's call so much because Izzy is a young lady. And when I started wrestling, I was 18 years old. Like, And I was like, here's a girl who's interviewing Sting. When I was 18 years old, I wanted to be Sting meets the great Muda. And I never met Sting until I was 20 plus years in the business. And like, like, I'm like, I wonder if this girl really appreciates the fact that not only she gets to like meet Sting, talk to Sting, ask Sting a question, but I'm like, here's a guy who I wanted to be and he's still out there wrestling. And, or, or like, dude, PCO, my first tryout in WWE, I'm 22 years old. Nobody is talking to me because I'm a glorified extra except for one person. And it was him when he was in that gimmick. And the fact that I've still been friends with him all these years, and of course you lose contact because you're doing stuff, but he's a guy who went out there, reinvented himself. And I'm like, God, I want to wrestle you. And 
like, and everyone's like, you're the only person who wants to like, dude, he had Jonah, Jonah splashed his head. I'm not talking his body. He splashed his head from the top rope and injured his neck. And now it's, you know, we talk about episodic television. What's going to happen? Because PCO couldn't die, but he's going to come back and come after Jonah. And when he does, people are paying to see it. But like, I'm literally sitting there and be like, God, I wonder if I could do this with PCO. God, I wonder if I could do something like this uh, with this guy. It, it's just because I, that's how I think. I think crazy, but I still want to compete. But this was one of the first cards. I was like, God, this show is so great. I'm happy I'm just sitting on the sidelines and watching it. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.